Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. I want to welcome all of you here. We're going to open to the word of prayer in just a minute, and then Bill will come back up and give you a recap of the building plans as we know them at this point. Uh, I will reintroduce uh, Steve Brown to you. I appreciate Steve being with us again, taking time out of uh, his day to be with us not only this morning, but tonight, and then uh, the plan is for next Sunday night as well. He lives in Villa Rica, so uh, we appreciate you being here, Steve, very much. Um, And then I'll give you a recap of the finance budget part of it again. uh, We want to hear everybody's questions and comments in favor, not in favor, doesn't matter. We want to hear from the church. <clears throat> but we need, we have some senior adults here who don't hear so well. In fact, we have some middle-aged adults here who don't hear so well. But from some senior adults have asked me to please ask you only to speak through a microphone so that they can hear what's being said. So uh, we want to hear your questions, comments. Uh, if you will, just if you have one in a moment, uh, just raise your hand and RJ will bring the microphone to you so that our senior adults can hear. Now, I know that some of you are like me. You're thinking, well, I'm, I'm loud enough. I don't need a microphone. You're not loud enough to where you don't need a microphone. Uh, none of us are. We need to be heard by our senior adults especially. So, okay, we'll do that. So let me pray and then uh, Bill will come back up and give us a recap on the plans. Father, I'm grateful to you for every person who's in this building tonight. There are others who wanted to be here and because of work or vacation schedule or some other reason, uh, they couldn't be. But I'm thankful for their concern. I'm especially thankful for those who are here. Lord, we, we want to provide an environment where people can freely state their questions, share their convictions, and then the church, uh, upon having uh, the information that we all need, can then make a a, a decision. And then the church go with that decision. So, Lord, I I pray that you would help us move toward that end. In all things, I pray that you'd help us to glorify Jesus, who is, you are, everything. And nothing that we do outside of you is worth anything. But Lord, what we do, we want to do it for the spread of your kingdom. I thank you for Bill. I thank you for Steve. I thank you for uh, the Frank Lambert, and I pray you'd help him to continue getting better. I thank you for the committees represented. And Lord, just may tonight be a fruitful question and answer session in Christ's name. Amen. Bill. You bring up that site plan for me. Y'all don't want me to lead music. I don't need this in book. Can't you see me leading music? Chris won't let me sing in the choir. So. Um, I put this site, this this is an addition. I put the site plan up because I wasn't too sure that some of y'all were a little confused the way I was describing it. 29 Highway is right along here, right in front of this. And when you, when you drive, what we have existing now in parking lot is this circumference right here we do not have these interiors put in yet including where the drive-through is our pavilion sits right here the building that we're talking about sits right here Uh, so when you're looking at it you're going to see a corner of this building and this front uh, entrance will be right here and the drive-through will be right there so if you go back now to the first floor plan please sir uh, several things uh, the drive-through is here the pavilion's here uh, we're putting our preschool nursery and preschool in this area we do have a plan, uh, plan change that's going to be in this area so we can secure this end uh, of the, the preschool area we've got security here with a check-in desk here that will control the nursery here but we are, we are redesigning this so we can, can uh, have some locked doors and uh, we may not even need a service deacon down there on Sunday morning. Who knows? Uh, but we are securing that. 
One of the questions we've already received deals with Upwood basketball, and I will answer that question right now. Uh, we have been blessed when we were at Palmer Elementary, which used to be a high school with all the bleachers. Uh, right now, we do have some provisions. We have uh, our platform up here. There will be rises here for the choir. We can set a good many family members here. The fellowship hall has openings here, so we can put some chairs there. No, it will not be Palmetto Elementary, but I think it will be sufficient. I hope that will answer your questions on that. Um, This is the fellowship hall. Uh, As described this morning, these right here are just uh, walls that fold out to make classrooms if we need them. Kitchen here. If we go to the second floor... Uh, we're reworking this. This is the youth area. Uh, we're moving this hall and doing some different things to uh, clean this up and make it more uh, a better use. Mm-hmm. Uh, the adult classrooms were here. We're probably going to add a classroom here because we do not need this uh, check-in. Uh, additional bathrooms. Uh, if you want to know what the size of these adult classrooms here, if you want a visual, when you go in our education, right prior to the library, that first room there, uh, the next room is Fidelis. It's a bigger class, but then the next two rooms, including adult five, that's a good comparable of what uh, the size of these. Oh, really? If you want to know what the children's, uh, those six children's rooms, right? if you go up the hallway, <clears throat> go up the stairs, Go to the end of the hall, and you'll run into Jason's office. Take a left. That next room is very comparable to what the children's room, and we have a children's class meeting in there. So that will give you a visual if you're wondering what size these classrooms are. Uh, I don't know that we need to say anything else about the upstairs, uh, and I'm not so sure we need to go into the elevations. I think everybody was here this morning. If you want, I'll be glad to show them to you uh, after the meeting. This way we can get more questions in. All right. All right, thank you, Bill. Once again, I want to introduce Steve Brown to you. Steve Brown is with PAR Church Builders. Steve uh, has been a pastor for uh, more than two decades. He has been the director of evangelism for uh, the North Georgia, they call them uh, states, uh, which would be the really the northern uh, two-thirds of the state of Georgia. Uh, uh, Steve was the evangelism director for the Church of God denomination. Uh, they have built churches for various denominations, including Church of God, non-denominational, United Methodist, and uh, Southern Baptist. Um, and Steve is, was my first contact, our first contact with PAR Builders. They built South Metro Ministries, which is on Highway 34. They've done three buildings for them. South Metro had, uh, several years ago, they had an architect, they had a construction company, they had a plan. The plan came in uh, ultimately costing more money than they had anticipated. They were stuck, if that sounds familiar. Um, uh, Steve came along, he knew the pastor there, and uh, long story short, they they talked and entered a, a relationship between that church and Parr. Parr ended up uh, drawing whole new plans for them that included three buildings and saved them uh, $1.2 million over what was slated for the original plans. Um, you can go to their Facebook page. They have pictures, tons of pictures, more pictures than you'll ever want to see of all their construction projects. Also, you can go to their website, Par Church Builders, and they have a great-looking website including pictures of their construction of various churches. I spoke in one of the services this morning, and I mentioned that I've also talked with leaders of Harvest United Methodist Church near Warner Robins. They use PAR from the get-go. Uh, another church, and, and they were very pleased with them, would use them again. Another church I was very interested in is Bellevue Baptist Church. It's a Southern Baptist church in Macon, Georgia. I talked with the pastor, who, the fellow who used to be the pastor there. He's retired since they built uh, this man's last name was Malfors. He went to that church and, and uh, uh, found that church had been in a, a relocation process for 17 years and came to the point that they couldn't afford the plans that were on the docket and they were stuck. Again, sounded real familiar to me, although we haven't been in it 17 years. We have been in it about um, 12 years 
And so um, the pastor told me that they ended up scrapping their whole plans, brought in par, par, uh, redrew. We're not in a total redraw, but uh, they redrew the plans and they built them. And the pastor told me that not only were they pleased with the plans, but they would, they would uh, gladly use this construction company again. Uh, this is Steve Brown, the, the, the company that Steve Brown represents. And again, I'm going to ask you to welcome him. And Steve, come up and uh, anything uh, you want to say. Would you welcome him again? Thank you. Uh, really impressed today by both your services. The um, first service was uh, uh, about like a little bit fuller than this. Uh, second service was uh, more full and had people in the balcony. So um, really excited about your opportunity to impact your city here for Christ. And uh, that's what we get really, really excited about. Um, so I wanted to ask about the uh, amount of profit that we try to make on uh, each project. The good thing about our company is that it can move for us. And uh, when we, we discover a church like yours, uh, we, can, we can drop that profit margin. So we don't have a, an, an actual set number. Uh, the industry standard is about 20%, and that would be great for us to hit that number, but we don't have to do that. That's how we were able to tell you that we would build your, your new facility, the um, main floor, for $94 a foot, and your um, top floor, the upstairs, for $92 a foot. So uh, those, are, those are significant numbers that are well below the industry uh, today. We, we've, uh, of course, done the math on our company, and we're consistently 20% below the market. And uh, if it's the first time I've met with a congregation, your pastor asks us, actually, how do you do that? And there are really four things. We're our own steel distributor. So there's no middle person with us with a steel. Uh, we don't use exclusively Nucor, but they are the largest. Uh, we do use uh, another company uh, when it, it meets the configuration for that, that particular church. But steel is a big number. The second one is the HVAC. Uh, we're our own HVAC company. And so we're able to buy the uh, train equipment, which train is a, a very good good company to uh, use. We Again, we don't use them exclusively, but train. Uh, they have a great warranty, and uh, we buy so much that we're able to buy their product less than uh, the local HVAC company could, could purchase that for. Uh, number three is our subs. Um, again, when we come to an area like this, we know that the church is kind of the centerpiece of the community. And so we will vet subs in this area. And uh, if we can use them, we will. We look, first of all, are they insured and uh, bonded? Do they have an excellent reputation? And uh, will they meet the budget? So budget usually is the last thing we talk to them about. Uh, we want to know, first of all, that they're an excellent company. We believe that we're a part of something that is, is uh, significant. It's important, uh, the, the church. And so we, we make sure that they are, first of all, um, the quality of their workmanship is excellent. And uh, then the, the fourth reason, most important reason, that we're 20% less than other companies is that we decided as uh, believers, as pastors, the uh, owner is a pastor, I served as a pastor, that we were givers anyway. And so we're going to give back uh, a large amount of uh, what is given to us. We've been tithers and um, sacrificial givers our entire Christian life. And so we were giving well more than the, the tithe, the 10%. And our company practices that same um, model. So if we were already giving back the money, why not discount the amount of the buildings and um, give the, the uh, project to you consistently 20% below what others would do it for? And so when I met uh, with Pastor Jimmy and talked to him about what your uh, construction company had offered to build your building for, I said, well, right, right off the bat, we'll, we'll be well below uh, what they are willing to do it for. And uh, it looks like that that's where we are, uh, significantly less. So uh, that's a little bit about us. Be glad to take your questions, uh, specific questions, and uh, I'll turn it back to uh, Pastor Jimmy. All right. Thank you, Steve. Um, just a quick recap on the finance part of it. <clears throat> um, the cost on that entire building with the site work, with the soft cost furnishings and so forth, it's going to run around $4 million. We have $2.3 million 
in the building fund. Now, we've raised a whole lot more than that, uh, but we've spent about 1.1 and some change million out there at the uh, property now, the site work, the ball fields, the what asphalt you see, which is not the final layer of asphalt, curbing, um, the uh, uh, arbor out there, and, and so forth. Uh, we have $2.3 million in the bank. That leaves us a short for, shortfall of $1.7 million. Uh, if the church approves the recommendation from the Budget Finance Committee on the morning of the 22nd, then beginning next month, we'll start a, uh, a short-term uh, campaign to try to raise a half million dollars. Uh, if we raise a half million dollars, then instead of a $1.7 shortfall, uh, we'll be at a $1.2 million uh, shortfall. And then that'll be well within uh, the finance recommendation of $1.5 million. All right? Um, $1.5 million at 5.5%. The rates are not currently at 5.5%, but a $1.5 million loan at 5.5% with a 20-year amortization that renews every five years. That's the typical plan that, that uh, financial institutions offer churches. Back in 2010, we interviewed 10 different financial institutions. They all offered that same uh, thing. Um, now, uh, you can also get bonds. That's a totally different animal. Uh, there's some other possible things we can do, but, but as far as financial institutions, you're looking at 20-year amortization that's broken up into five-year increments, and you make monthly payments. Um, at 5.5%, $1.5 million, the, the loan amount, the monthly payment amount is $10,350. Okay. Uh, if we have a capital campaign that is as successful as the one we finished, we began and finished in the recession, where we raised just over $750,000, $750,000 will make uh, six years' worth of payments at $10,350 a month. It will make six years' worth of payments. In addition to that, since January of 2011, and going right through April of 2014, the last month, if you just count the, the dollar amount that's given specifically to the building fund and then average it out over the course of those months from January 2011 all the way to April 2014, we've averaged giving $11,092 per month to the building fund. Some months that might be as low as three, four thousand dollars. Other months, it might be as high as twenty thousand dollars, but the average since January of 2011 is eleven thousand ninety-two dollars, which that means that if we give the average that has been given per month since January of 2011, we already are giving enough to make the monthly payment on a $1.5 million loan at five and a half percent with an amortization of 20 years. We're already doing it. Uh, you're already doing it. So it can definitely uh, be done. And, of course, the more we raise during this short-term campaign, the less we'd have to finance. If you finance a million dollars, then the monthly payment goes down to, to just a little bit over $7,000. So the more we raise in the short term, the less we have to finance. Either way, uh, we approve this, and uh, as soon as we get the steel in, we start building, and we could be in the building one year from today. One year from today, we could do that, all right? So that's what we're looking at right now, all right? So um, I'm going to ask uh, Bill and Steve to come back up and RJ to get him back up with his uh, Vanna White microphone. And uh, we want to hear your questions. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your complaints. We want to hear your approval. We want to hear everything from our church family because you are a church family, and that's what we're, we're having these question and answer sessions for. So uh, with that, uh, let's have hands raised for any question you have, and please be forthcoming with those questions. Raise your hand, and, and RJ will, will get to you. All right, we have Merrill Jenkins. I have a question and a concern. Uh, the question is, is this facility going to have an elevator? Yes, sir. It'll be larger than the one we got here. Okay. My concern is is having two buildings to keep up. Uh, 
that's very legitimate. I think one of the biggest costs would be additional insurance, and I'm not sure what that runs, Karen. The thing about a new building like this, there's less maintenance and upkeep because of the newness. Yes. I now, 10 years down the road, uh, it still won't be like this maintenance, but mm-hmm. it will start being more. In the meantime, this one should be sold. But, yes, that's legitimate, and uh, we will be doing two utilities. The good thing about that, those utilities, because of the quality and the uh, efficiency of it, will be less, basically the same square footage. Uh, but we will be using part of this square footage, so uh, there will be some expense there. But that's, uh, I would say, insurance may be the biggest thing. Uh, and we still will have a uh, a ground building and grounds committee that will still be needing to pay some attention to this facility. Roger, I hate to tell you that, but uh, but we won't be using it in a, in a way that will it should be deteriorating as far as wear and tear. So that will be good. Thank you. We will also, uh, uh, and so far as this building is concerned, you know, we'll still have most of our offices. Now, Jamie, uh, uh, Jamie Farr's office, weekday preschool office, will be at the new property. Renee uh, Milner's children's minister office will be there. The rest of us will still have our offices here. Food pantry will still be here um, and some storage space here. A lot of what we have here can be closed off and save some on the utilities, but not all of it. Plus... Um, although we haven't talked about this, as long as we still have this facility, there's a possibility that there might be someone who would want to use this facility for a legitimate uh, cause and, and pay, uh, they lease it from us, which would also uh, help defray some of those costs there. All right, let's have another question. I'll answer one that's already while somebody's thinking. Okay. Uh, the question is, with scaling back on the nice-to-haves brick facade, fully equipped kitchen enable us to large, a larger overall footprint. Uh, the question is that the only way we're going to do the old brick is that we can do it at the same price that we do others. We have a belief that we can get the, bri- the brick at a price that we can do it as well. That's the only reason we would go full brick. I think it's obvious if we can go full brick for the same price or less that we will do it. Uh, as far as the niceties, we've already, we already know that there are things like in the kitchen that we don't have to have. When it gets down to moving in that building and we do not have the money, uh, we, we can uh, do less in the kitchen than what we're projecting. So we've already realized that there are things that we don't have to have to be in there, but if the money is there, then we want to go ahead and fully furnish uh, those areas, and hopefully that answers that question. All right, another question or comment, please. Wendy James. In relation to this building, has there been um, any investigation into other ways to market this or another realty company or someone local? that might have a better grasp of the market and, and groups that might could use it either for rent or purchase. Um, a, a, you know, a church that's meeting in a, you know, smaller facility or a school campus or something. Yes, ma'am. The answer to that, we've already tried three different realtors, including myself. I was the first one. Uh, we've dealt with two other realtors who uh, specialize one of them specializes completely in churches, and the other one semi-specializes in it. Uh, it's really determined by and, and the this church was put out on the market. In other words, it was advertised in a lot of different ways. So yes, it's just the fact that a lot of churches in the last uh, several years have actually been foreclosed on, yeah. and it's it's a market-driven thing. So I even contacted one college that I thought we could get up here. In fact, uh, our local celebrity over here actually teaches at that college, but they weren't interested. So. Anyway, yes, to answer your question, yes. No pool. All right. Is that, a, is that, that answer satisfy you? Well, she wants it so. Okay. Right, you right. Go. We'd all, all be happy. Uh, other question, comment. Please come on. I'll answer another question I've got here. Can the uh, Sunday school rooms be doubled as office? The answer to that is yes. It's a little more difficult, and as long as we got this facility and not sold, uh, I'm not so sure 
that we want to. We need, I think with this completely vacant, I think some presence here is wise to having people here during the week. But to answer that question, we could, but it makes it a little difficult. Uh, like we're using Jimmy's office now for a small Sunday school class. But it, uh, it's not the ideal. And when, if we sell this place, we actually may consider that. But there are some other options there, too. All right. Mr. Hall. Will we be using folding chairs as seating in this new facilities to double as a basketball court? Will we be using folding chairs for worship purposes and so forth? Yes, they will. And those those chairs, and I, in fact, when we're up in North Georgia, we go to uh, Heaven First Baptist, and that's the way they do theirs, and they're, mighty com- they're more comfortable on these benches. Uh, Yes, and that's where we, as a church, as church members, need to realize that there's going to be some work done there when we do tear down and build, and put back up. But that should not be every week. It'll probably only be in, in a season when we're actually using the gym. Uh, so a lot of the time, those chairs should be able to stay there. But yes, they're folding chairs, and the ones that we were looking at uh, are very comfortable. Yes. <clears throat> How would that type of traffic affect the, the condition of the floor, the chairs and moving around and everything else, the upkeep of the gym floor? We're looking at a vinyl flooring that looks sort of like wood that is, is built for that. Um, Par has used some of that, and also the, the original architect. Uh, it's built for that purpose where it can take the traffic, the traffic of not only playing on it, but the chairs, setups, and teardowns. Uh, it's, it's made for that purpose. All right. Thank you, sir. Other questions and comments? Yes, we got Sue Ellen Kearns back there in the back, and then somebody else is over here. Who is that? All right, Pat. We got Sue Ellen, and then we got Pat. <clears throat> Will this building be used as collateral? Uh, I doubt it. This building here? Uh, yes. I don't know. The answer to that question. I would be surprised um, if it was. I don't think we'll need it. So the new building and the property will be the only collateral? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, because I would say yes because, as a, as a former banker, all the bank wants is enough collateral to cover the loan should the loan be defaulted. And uh, if you're talking about a $1.5 million, once that building is out there, uh, you're talking about a, a $5 million uh, plant, including the land and everything on it, so they wouldn't need this. For so if we're in the middle of building and get stuck, and they they'll take a half a building in the property. I'm if sorry. We, I didn't if get we do that. what? If we get halfway built, and then will they take half a building and the property as collateral? I don't know how we could get halfway <clears throat> built if they give us a loan because we got the money to build it. So I'm not sure I understand your question. Okay. Also, a second question. Will the voting on this be secret ballot or raise of hand? A raise of hand. Unless, uh, you know, if the church has a moving second to vote secret ballot, we can certainly do that. But as it stands right now, according to the bylaws, it's a show of hands. Okay. Pat Nixon. Thank you for those questions, Sue Ellen. Pat Nixon. The preschool will be down there, right? Have yes. Have you got any plans for a playground or anything for the preschool? The same area that we would have used if we built the uh, <clears throat> children preschool building itself, it will be that same courtyard. So, yes, there are plans. We have not factored in the cost of that, but I think that's a project that we can do uh, to get us to where we want to. But, yes, it is. It's, and we got doors going out the side from those rooms. It's the same courtyard that will be used for the playground when we build the children preschool building. Okay, another question: Is there has there been anybody? I mean, a lot. We have a lot of people in here that know a lot of people. You know, network. Has there any been anybody like asking for donations for playground equipment or kitchen equipment or anything like that? If you know somebody that does that, has anybody put out those feelers? Nobody that I know of from our committee, I will say this, that Charlotte Pace's uh, son runs a kitchen appliance place and at uh, the funeral home the other night, uh, in fact, I sold them the land that they got their office on. He said, let me know when you get ready for your kitchen equipment. 
Uh, also, Steve has a good contact, so we can we can shop and, and do that. If if push came to shove, we got some equipment in this kitchen here we could use if we need to, and that's one of the things that answers one of Jack's questions. There are some things we can do when we get down to moving in that building. If we're short on money, we can make some things happen. But that's a good question. Anybody that knows somebody that's in that business, please ask them. We have had site work done down there on donation of time and energy, uh, especially with a grader I had down there. I've got another grader that's done some work down there and wouldn't even charge. So there are people willing to help churches because they want to. Thanks, Pat. CJ? Two quick questions. Uh, first, I was asked to ask if, the, if our current playground can be moved or relocated, or is that even considered? Certainly, those, those, that structure out there, I doubt we move the mulch, but the rest of that we probably can. And we actually, we're not going to answer secondhand questions anymore. If, they, if, they, <laughs> if they're not willing to ask the questions themselves, I'm sorry. Mr. Bill, the ladies that asked me, you would have done it too, okay? So. <laughs> Miss Karen gets what Miss Karen wants. <laughs> you're you're just like me. You always have the last word. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Also, forgive me if you mentioned it already and I missed it. What's required to carry the boat? Is it ninety percent simple? That's a great question. It has not been mentioned. Um, as far as what is in our bylaws, it's a simple majority vote. Now, I don't know of anybody who wants us to for this to go over with a, a little 51, 52, 53. So uh, most of the big votes like this that we've had in this church uh, come with a, a recommendation that the vote be a supermajority of like 75% or 80%. That's not in the recommendation. It certainly can be. Um, I don't know of anybody who who thinks it would be good for us to have a simple, skinny majority vote either way on this. So that's a, that's a great question. We haven't answered it yet. you have an opinion on it, CJ? Right. Other questions? That's a great question. Stephen Blackstock. Uh, the question I have is the $1.5 million. The current interest rate where it is now, is that for the 20 years? for the life of the term of the loan or every five years? Is it adjusted for the rate? And if it is, have we taken into account for an increase, say if the rate goes from 4% to 12% in five years because of interest rate increases? Have we thought about if it goes to that, you know, a projection to show everybody what our payment could go to if it were to be increased? Uh, great question. We can definitely do that. Uh, um, it's set, the, the monthly payments are set up over a, or calculated over a 20-year amortization with that particular rate. The rates do change every five years, so it's not locked in for 20 years. I wish it was, um, but and we don't have uh, we don't have, but we can provide for everybody before the next Q and A session uh, what what the payments look like if if they in, if the rate increase say in five years. So we will definitely get that. It's a great question. Mr. Parker, right here. Mark Parker. Do you have uh, a plan to continue the uh, fundraising so we could do away with the loan before the 20 years? Yes. Um, in fact, you know, if we have a three-year capital campaign, uh, you know, so far we've talked about that capital campaign going toward making the monthly payments. But the sooner we pay this off, the better. When we talk about having a 20-year amortization, uh, I don't know of anybody, certainly not myself, and I know Frank and the Finance Budget Committee are not in favor of this thing lasting for 20 years. In fact, we'd love to pay it off within five years. Uh, you know, the sooner we pay it off, the better I think we can, especially once something starts going up there, out there that uh, uh, people can really get excited about. I think we're going to see uh, the, the money come in that we need not only to make payments, but to pay it off, and I, I think we'll see that personally. But yes, we do have plans to do that. Other questions, comments? Warren Ward back there. How many different financial, uh, uh, how many financial uh, businesses have we looked at as far as borrowing this money? Well, uh, in 2010, 
before we got the actual figures for phase one, which, which ended up being way out of our reach, we talked with 10 different financial institutions. Now, we haven't renewed that interview process today. Um, I have talked with, uh, one, of the, one of the companies we talked with was United Community Bank. Lucy McDuffie is the commercial credit officer. Um, they offered us a great deal in 2010. I don't know if it would be the same deal, but she is the one that gave us the uh, monthly payment amounts that were part of the presentation this morning. When I say uh, $1.5 million over a 20-year amortization, 5.5%, the payment's going to be $10,350. That came from Lucy McDuffie. And she also gave us what the monthly payments would be for $2 million, for a $1.5 million, for a million. I don't remember what the $2 million is because we really didn't want to go there. One point five was the max that we felt like we needed to go. Uh, but that payment is ten three fifty, and again, a one million dollar loan. The payment is uh, just over seven thousand dollars. Those we felt we could handle with a capital campaign. Um, I want to look at some credit units, maybe. Well, that's and and we do need to do that. That's a that's a good thing. Mr. Hull also mentioned that earlier. You know, have we looked beyond just banking institutions? You know, we want to get the best deal for Palmetto Baptist Church, and. Um, that's, that's uh, part of what we were doing in 2010. That's the reason we interviewed so many to begin with and then narrowed it down from 10 to 7, then to 3, and then to 1. Uh, but it turned out we weren't ready for the kind of money that we were going to need anyway, so that kind of had to fade out. But now, with this possibility, uh, we can crank back up those negotiations in some real seriousness and talk with uh, any bona fide institution that, uh, that is legitimate and uh, we can do business with. Yeah, so that's a great. We actually question. had the Bank of the West came in most favorable, and they keep calling Jimmy, wanting to know when we're going to build. So there, there are people out there that want to loan us money. Yeah, the, the Bank of the West uh, is very prominent from uh, uh, West Tennessee into the western part of the country. They have no branches here in the southeast. In fact, they don't have any branches that I know of east of the Mississippi, except for in Memphis, Tennessee, and Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, uh, but they're very big out west. But they have a they have a uh, loan division that is exclusively for churches. And and knowing that they were going to have to beat some local banks here in 2010, they did offer us the the best deal on financing. That was Bank of the West. Now they have stayed in contact with us, as has United Community Bank. I, I even got <clears throat> I've gotten two phone calls this week, voicemails from from uh, financial institutions wanting to talk with us about loans. Haven't talked with any of them. Uh, yet because it was just premature. But uh, again, we, w- we want the best deal for Palmetto Baptist Church. All of these also are simple interest, which means if they're paid off early, uh, you don't pay the full amount of the interest. You only pay uh, the interest on the amount of time for the amount of money that you we have borrowed it. Scott Farr. I was thinking uh, like cost <clears throat> of additional staff. I would imagine we're looking at at least more custodial staff possibly grounds staff possible additional senior minister i'm not if we factored in that as well into carrying on two facilities is going to more manpower we have not figured that in yet uh but uh, you know obviously especially with the custodial staff deal that's something that we may have to look into um that new facility is uh, is it the same size or maybe a little smaller than this facility? It's actually just a tad bigger, but just a tad. So you're dealing with the same square footage as far yeah. as, as maintenance, and it's going to be easier. Yeah. And then the other question I had was, we're obviously a very strong mission church providing for others. Is that something that, I mean, that's out of our hands, obviously, but using other people that might want to come and help us with this and... Personally, I think of Crossroads and what we've, as building that church, is that something that other churches have reached out, you know, how can we help you, that kind of thing? Has that, have you received calls from people offering support? I'll let y'all answer that. I don't recall any, but uh, <clears throat> we've got one member that's a good friend of Merle Jenkins that goes to Raymond that I think we need to hijack. <laughs> then we need to hijack. He would be a good project manager. Merle knows who I'm talking about. You got anything you want to add to that? Sure. Let, let uh, Steve also address that. All right. There's another question I think Steve can can uh, answer here, too. Let's answer the mission help first. Uh, 
every day uh, that work happens on the project, which is from the time we sign the contract, will be every day until it's finished. We have a superintendent that's present on site. Uh, again, we, we approach this with the highest level of professionalism uh, possible. And uh, when the uh, budget is given to your pastor and the committee, uh, it's an itemized budget. And so if you have people in your congregation that say, I'd like to donate, whatever that might be, then, of course, that's going to come right off the top uh, of what the, the cost is. Here, here's, here's the thing that, that we try to encourage you to do. Uh, if you have, let's use an electrician or a plumber or someone like that, in your congregation that says, we're going to donate the, the electrical work, uh, not just the materials, but let's say the labor. And that's, that's a, a, a pretty big number. Uh, you still want those people to work for us. Uh, because our superintendent, they have a daily log that they have to keep and then a weekly log, and we will include whomever the pastor tells us to inform on that information. And so you would know uh, whatever the week is that's coming up. These are the projections. These are the subs that are, that are supposed to be there, and this is the amount of work that, that we intend to accomplish. And then they, they answer for that, uh, so we hold them accountable. Uh, these are the things, because we do it every day, these are the things that we, we believe are going to happen, and these are the things that we want to happen. And then they will email that information to those individuals. The last thing you would want to happen, and we, we've actually seen this happen with churches. Uh, as a pastor, I had this happen at my church. Uh, we, we had a person in our congregation that made a significant donation uh, for a portion of the facility, and uh, we didn't have them work for the contractor. And so when there was a problem... As the pastor, I had to go to that business person and deal with that. You don't want your pastor doing that. And so we, we encourage you, uh, that person is going to sign a contract, even though they're donating everything, they're still going to sign a contract. They still have to be bonded, they have to be insured, and they have to have a good reputation. And so when, that's, when that happens, uh, it, it stays very clean and very clear. The expectations are, are laid out. This is what they're committing to do, and we actually hold them to that, that commitment. So would absolutely encourage Crossroads or whomever is going to come to uh, work on the facility, make sure that they are uh, professional and uh, they meet the, the criteria. And, yes, we will we'll work with those people, but get them to work for us. Uh, in, a, in a bad situation, let us be the bad guy and, and not the church. That way they're upset with us. They're not upset with you or with, with your congregation. And what was this? Electronic files. Absolutely. On the uh, CAD files, uh, we can send those. For uh, The question was, uh, are we able to email CAD files from the architectural uh, drawings that we have now? And the answer, of course, is yes. And we'll send those. Uh, we obviously send them to your pastor and to your committee, and uh, whomever they instruct us to send them to, we'll be glad to do that. Yes, sir. Jack Woodall. You can hold on. So then, Steve, the follow-on to that one is for an emulation or a simulated walkthrough, is that a service that we could uh, get from y'all? Uh, we can provide that. There's an extra cost for it because we have to pay uh, per second for the, uh, the video. And, uh, again, uh, this is not a sales pitch. Uh, we're always less than you would go out and contract those people to do it because we work with those, those individuals all the time. And so just a, a ballpark figure, if you want to do a walkthrough with someone standing in some of the facility, actually sharing a testimony, and um, let's say that was um, four minutes, that's going to be about 3500 to uh, $5,000 uh, to get that done. All right. Answer that question. Other questions, comments? Raise your hand. Merrill Jenkins. That's good. Tell Crossroads we'd like for them to keep that grass cut down now. If they would come by and do that, that would be great. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, I find that uh, a fundraiser. Or will the committee decide, are we going with the same one who did our others, or are we going to just consider sending everybody a letter, send... 20000 or something? How are we going to work that against time? Are we going to 
Are we going with the generis or are we going to just do our own? Or have you even thought about that? We have, we have talked about it. We've thought about it. Uh, the decision for the, really what we're talking about is one short-term campaign of six to nine months to try to raise a half million dollars. And we're trying, we, we think we're going to do that in-house. You know, sending out letters, sending out emails, uh, talking to people face-to-face. We need a half million dollars is what would be nice. Um, uh, we're going to do that in-house. The, the, the longer campaign that would be for the purpose of at least making the monthly payments um, in talking with the Finance Budget Committee, um, the consensus was we, we need a consultant to help us. Uh, that's pretty much shown to be true for our last two campaigns. And so uh, we definitely, I think, will we'll at least interview some outside consultants. Alan Wiles with Generis helped us with, with the last two. Um, you know, uh, I can't say enough good stuff about Alan Wiles and what he's helped us to do. We raised $2.5 million in the first campaign. Uh, we raised $750,000 in the second campaign uh, that was begun and finished in, in the, uh, the recession. And um, uh, we, you know, when, when we started raising money for the property back in 2002 and 2003, we thought, it, we thought we could raise $350,000. I know you remember this, Merle. We thought we could raise $350,000 in six months. And we could have, but we didn't. It took, us, it took us exactly 18 months to raise that $350,000. And the one thing that proved to us was that if we wanted to raise big amounts of money, which is what we're talking about for these other campaigns, we needed help. And... Uh, uh, every consultant you talk to says that if when you use a bona fide consultant such as Generis or Enjoy or uh, uh, the Gage Group, there are several others, uh, that you will raise two to three times your annual budget over and above budget in a three-year campaign. That is what happened in our first campaign. Uh, you always raise less money in a second campaign than you do a first campaign. That is especially true when the second campaign the totality of it is in the middle of a recession like what we went through. Um, that we raised $750,000 is a flat-out miracle during, from 08 to 011. Uh, I, I believe, I can't guarantee this, but I believe with all my heart that uh, a new two- or three-year campaign uh, started uh, sometime uh, next year um, would raise well over $750,000. That's my belief. And I'm banking everything I'm saying on that we're going to raise that for at least the monthly payments, if not fully paying off uh, everything that we might borrow. So uh, to answer your question, yes, we will want to get a consultant, I think. At least that's what the committee will recommend. The church may say, may vote no. But we will for the, for the uh, long-range campaign. The, the first six- to nine-month campaign will be in-house. All right, that's Mr. Hull. Yeah, I see the student ministry up there. How about soundproofing as far as the carryover noise from the student ministry to the general? There's got to be some soundproofing there. First of all, there's, uh, there's no such thing as soundproof. So we, we do sound retardant. And uh, we're, we've been very good at that. Uh, the church that Pastor Jimmy mentioned, South Metro Ministries, uh, they have a Wednesday night choir practice. Uh, that is connected to their sanctuary, and they have a Wednesday night service that takes place in there. And while the pastor was speaking, he didn't want to hear the choir practicing. And so we, we added um, significant um, sound retardant, and so they, they, they don't hear each other. Yeah, yeah. But, to, but to tell you that, that we would, quote, soundproof it, that, that would be inaccurate. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, Doyle Steele has questions back there. Yes. Is there a defined scope of this project? And I keep hearing that kitchen equipment, uh, playground equipment, uh, maybe seating is not included or may not be included. Has anybody defined the scope of what we're buying, what we're paying for? Yes, the four million does include uh, full kitchen equipment, uh, also the the chairs. It does a lot of the other furnishings. We will use some here, but what we what I was trying to say while I go, if we get down to ready to move in and we don't have the money to fully equip the kitchen, 
we can make it work with what we got here and be uh, even better kitchen than what we've got here. So yes, a lot of the a lot of the soft costs are, are in that for me. The building itself uh, is three million. The rest of it is finishing up the outside and the soft costs, uh, like the audio visual and um, chairs and tables and kitchen equipment. So yes, that's factored into the four million. And what about managing change? Anytime you go into a project like this, you have significant changes that come up during the course of construction. Uh, how are we going to do that? Will there be uh, an owner's or a church technical rep that will review these drawings, review the changes, and even review the cost of these changes? There, there will be change orders, and they will cost, but I'll let uh, Steve speak to that. Yes, if we make a bunch of changes, it will cost us. That's the reason we don't want to make a bunch. We want to get it right to start with, and even then, there will be a few. Uh, on our projects, we have very little change orders so far as the interior uh, moving walls and things of that nature. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't charge for that. Um, change orders uh, slow down the project. And so what, what we endeavor to do is think it through up front, do all of our pre-planning, make sure uh, before we start construction, there will be a pre-construction meeting with uh, the leadership of the church, and we'll go through every room uh, detailing what's going to happen in those places so that we all are on the same page. Now, where change orders typically come into play are what we've been discussing here. Uh, the church raises more money than they had anticipated. And uh, let's just use something simple like a water cooler. Uh, rather than going with a water cooler that was going to cost $400, they decided they wanted to upgrade that water cooler to um, the one that's going to be $1,000. And uh, our, our portion of that it, right now is only 10%. So it's not 10% on the markup. It's actually 10% on what the actual cost is. And you'll see those. The other thing about our company is we, we um, are a for-profit company. And I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that we don't make a lot of money. We do. We make a lot of money. Uh, we've compared ourselves to other companies. And for the life of me, I can't figure out um, why they charge churches what they charge them. Uh, either they are mismanaging their resources or they're hosing the church. I, I, I don't know which. Uh, but I can tell you that, that we make a lot of money, and we're still consistently 20% below everybody else. So uh, change orders are not a, a thing that we want. It's not something that we try to make money off of. Uh, of course, I was in the, the business world before I was a pastor o over 30 years ago. And uh, part of that dealt with churches. And I saw companies lowball their, their prices and then make up for their, their uh, missed estimates, uh, products that weren't included. They would make up for it with their change orders. And so I'm standing here this evening telling you that we don't, we don't make money off of change orders. When you do the math, it costs us for you to do change orders. And so we, we discourage you. We even kicked around uh, a few months ago increasing our cost of change orders from 10% to 20% just to attempt to uh, discourage uh, churches from doing that. But so far we haven't made that official. Right now it's 10% of whatever the, the cost is for the item and uh, whatever it costs us labor-wise to, uh, to make that change. Our uh, up, um, overhead for our superintendent, it cost us for, for him to be there. Uh, it, it, significant. Uh, we, we pay them well. Uh, the expenses of them, them traveling, their, their uh, per diem and all that stuff. And so, uh, again, we don't really make money off of change orders. I have sent out, for those of you who are on our email database, I have sent out a recap that in, of this morning's presentation. That includes slides from this morning. So if you have uh, email and we have your email, in our, our email address in our database, you should have that. If you don't see it in your email box, look in your spam. If it's not in your email box or your spam, uh, call the FBI because they probably have it somewhere, okay? Uh, but, but that's been sent to you. Uh, let me also say to you that, uh, and we're right up at 7 o'clock, uh, if you have other questions, I think we're going to take maybe two more questions, and then uh, beyond that, uh, please save your questions for next Sunday night. We'll do this all over again, okay? So let's take two more questions, and I want to uh, put the slide back up for the, uh, 
Finance Budget Committee recommendation. Susan Watson. Hey, Steve, when this passes oh, okay. on the 22nd, when will y'all start construction? Good question. I should say if it passes, but I'm also anticipating yeah. that it does. Uh, it, it, it won't be, it, it'll be days, not weeks. So we'll, we'll be ready. We'll hit the ground running. Uh, the first thing is um, preparing the pad. Uh, once once uh, you guys commit to us that that we're going to be the um, the builder, we'll finish the plans. It'll probably take um, six weeks to uh, to two months to finish the plans. Uh, while that's happening, uh, we'll be talking with the um, uh, municipalities, the local, city, county, whomever we're going to be dealing with, the fire department, and uh, we think that everything is based on a handshake and a relationship. We don't mail stuff in. So we'll be meeting with those people face-to-face, -face, talking to them, walking things through. And uh, this is why we, we are able to uh, give you a move-in date, and uh, we don't miss that date. So you, you, will, you will receive a, a date uh, when we will provide your, uh, your CO for you, and you'll be able to occupy your facility. We're, we're very serious about hitting those numbers. We give you the guarantee not to exceed price. We give you the move-in date. And um, those, are, those are things that we pride ourselves in making sure that we hit those. All right. One more question from someone, anybody. Mine's not a question. It's a okay. comment. Um, I have been here almost three years now, and so I came along much later than most of what has happened uh, with the relocation. And, and I never felt like it was something that I personally owned um, I was never really excited about it. I thought it sounded like a good thing, but I did not feel a part of it until this morning. And I heard you three gentlemen speak, and I felt the leadership of the Lord through y'all, and I felt the Lord's spirit, and um, he made a difference in me this morning. And, and I'm ready. I'm excited about it. I want to be part of it, and I want to help. And as I say that, I have no money. <laughs> But, but I am absolutely in love with God's love, and he is an awesome God. And, and so I'm excited and Amen. ready to walk by faith with him through this and with y'all. Amen. Thank you so much. Y'all do not. Did, did you have a hand up, Miss Fran? Let, let me get the microphone over here to you. I, I can't let Miss Fran go without asking her question or whatever she wants to say. I mean, yeah. All right. Thanks, Susan. I, I don't have a question. I just say amen to what she said. And it's so good to see that we're finally doing something. And so I, I pray that we'll get it off. Amen. Thank you so much. Y'all will put up, uh, Matt, put up that, uh, Matt, 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 Kiefer. Put up that, uh, oh, thanks. Uh, here's the recommendation that we're asking you all to pray about and think about. Uh, I have also sent that to you in the email, so you'll have a chance to digest it at home. The Budget Finance Committee is recommending that our church authorize their committee to negotiate a loan of up to $1.5 million to be able to complete phase one of our building plans for the new property on Highway 29. The $1.5 million loan amortized for 20 years will require initial monthly payments of less than $13,000 uh, with an initial interest rate not to exceed 5.5%. The interest rate will be renegotiated every five years. Monthly payments will be paid for in part out of capital campaign contributions. That's the recommendation. Uh, we will vote on that on the 22nd, the morning of the 22nd. It comes as a recommendation, a unanimous recommendation from this committee, and so it does not require a second, so we will be voting on it. Okay. We will have another question and answer session next Sunday night. And um, next Sunday night, we'll stay here until every question is asked. I promise you that. Um, tonight, we're going to leave right about now. But next Sunday night, we'll stay here as long as you have a question. Okay, but that's the recommendation that we'll be uh, dealing with. Okay, there will be no discussion on the 22nd. All the discussion was tonight and then next Sunday night. All right. Um, I was worried, needlessly, about how many of you would show up tonight. And the key word there is needlessly. You showed up. Whether for it, against it, whether you had a question or just came to listen, you showed up. 
And that says a lot about this church I love. And I love this church. Let's stand and close in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, I've been a pastor too long not to recognize when you're moving. And Lord, you're moving in and among us in these days. Lord, this has been a long journey. There have been times when I just wondered, what are we going to do? But Lord, tonight, I will lay down my head and not be asking that question. Because I know what you're doing and I know what this church wants to do. And I'm grateful for the evidence of your presence in this place. Thank you again for Bill and his committee. Thank you again for Frank Lambert and his committee. Thank you again for Steve Brown and the folks at PAR. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for everybody who's here. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all.